All right, everyone, what's up? This is a new episode of Sports Harder. Coming at you live on this Friday evening. And uh, Melanie the Felony is, you know, giving me this look. I don't know why she's looking at me that way. Would you have something to say that you want to add to the intro? No. Just just excited for another episode. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad someone's excited. And uh, hopefully just as excited is my co-host for the evening, Chris the Gorilla Binder. How's it going there, Chris? It's good. What's up? And by the way, Melanie, you're going down in fantasy this week. That's not true. Wipe the floor. We'll see what happens. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm I'm gonna be put in the doghouse because I'll give her advice, and if it doesn't pan out well, then I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't want to be in the doghouse. Um, but uh, as always, I am your host for the evening, Maddie Lukewarm Ice. We're excited for a brand new episode. Uh, excited to talk about all the things that have been going down. A lot of uh, playoff games finishing up and wrapping up, and I can't wait to talk about that. Um, I, I think we should start off with uh, NFL action like we uh, have been doing because I think you know we'll whiz by all the other all the other sports you know when it comes to that. Um, so last night was Thursday night football between the Bengals and the Browns. Um, how how do you feel that that game went? Like what stood out to you for uh, last night's game? Um, neither team's defense looked good, honestly. Like, I don't know. There, there's parts where they look good, and then parts where they just look terrible. And that was for both teams. You know, they they just didn't really step up the way that they should have. You know, the, the Browns did step up in the end, but you know, they they still kind of gave the Bengals a little bit too much of a chance to come back. Um, Burrow seemed like he was on the run for most of the night, but still had like 360 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, the dude killed it. Yeah. So the, the Browns come out on top 35 to 30. Um, mm-hmm. like you said, I feel like the, um, the, the Browns kind of kept the Bengals in it when the defense really could have shut it out at any time. Um, the Burrow, uh, having the second highest attempts by a quarterback rookie, the second highest. I think he had 61 attempts, and the highest was 63. Like, that's just insane that he had that 61 attempts. He was 37 for 61. Like, that's putting in some freaking work as a quarterback, like having that many attempts. He had 316 yards and three touchdowns. Um, everyone was saying it was kind of the Heisman battle, you know, the former Heisman winner Mayfield versus uh, last year's winner Burrow and the Heisman. Um, uh, Mayfield was 16 of 23, 219 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Um a lot of people saying Mayfield kind of got his swagger back. Do you feel like he outperformed Burrow just because he got the win or 
was it kind of still Joe Burrow showing a lot more promise? I think Joe Burrow showed a lot more promise. Um, Baker Mayfield, he – I don't know, man. He, he got some, some lucky shots, but then he, he threw some balls that honestly should have been picked. I mean, he threw one interception, but he – he should have been picked a lot more than that. Like, I mean, there was one time he, he got hit. Uh, I think it was Geno Adkins that was hitting him and hit him as he was throwing. I mean, it was right in the hands of the Bengals defender, their corner, and he dropped it. So, I mean, that should have been a pick. He, I don't know. He, he, he I think Baker Mayfield's not as good as I, I was hoping he was when I picked the Browns as, as the division winners, and then they go and <laughs> double doink as well. Cody Park <laughs> kind of hurt my Good. feelings a little bit, but no, like uh, as far as Baker Mayfield went, like Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, and Odell Beckham carried that team last night. Like they they were on fire. All three of them were. Yeah, um, yeah. I definitely feel like Burrow is showing more promise. Um, I think he's going to have a great future as long as they get some, some people around him, you know, to help him out. Um, you know, he had one of the best college, you know, seasons for a quarterback ever in the history of college football. So, you know, he's got a lot of high expectations, but he is very humble about it. I feel like Baker Mayfield is kind of more cocky about his stardom, you know, when he got very popular, uh, his first season, you know, his rookie season, everyone was on the Browns bandwagon for the next season after that, when they got Odell and, you know, they couldn't go anywhere with it. And this, this year, I mean, yeah, they won last night. So they're one and one, but I still don't have very high hopes for him being the quarterback going forward. I feel like eventually the Browns as always will have to draft and get another QB to, help them get over the hump. I I just don't feel like uh, Mayfield's going to be the future for the Browns. Well, um, uh, on top of that, the big thing that's hurting them right now is it was announced, I think it was today, this morning, that the Browns are actually shopping Odell Beckham as a trade prospect. Well, I mean, I don't blame them in the sense of he's never had any chemistry with Mayfield. Um, he had more chemistry with Eli Manning. I mean, come on, you know, more so than Baker Mayfield. So I can understand why they would want to let him go and kind of see what they can get for him. Um, and I don't blame Odell if he would want to leave because Odell's career is kind of tanked ever since he joined the Browns. And he was going to he could potentially, you know, go go down as one of, one of the great wide receivers in the NFL. But if he continues playing and doing what he's doing in uh, Cleveland, he's his career is just going to go down the toilet. And unfortunately, the Browns are known for doing that with star players. You know, star players go there, and then all of a sudden, their their career starts going downhill. Yeah, for sure. I think it really actually shows that Eli Manning was a better all around quarterback than uh, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, exactly. And and like I said, everyone has had such high hopes with um with Baker Mayfield, but I think uh their hopes are going to get shattered unfortunately uh with 
what's going to happen. I think going forward in the future, don't get me wrong. He, he could prove me wrong this year and Baker Mayfield could have a great season, but I just don't feel like it's going to happen. I feel like it's just going to be the same as it was uh, last year. And he could potentially become a Jameis Winston or a Marcus Mariota going first overall. And then, you know, end up being a backup somewhere. So what's crazy is like, who backed him up in Oklahoma? Oh, um, the Cardinals QB. Um, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kyler Murray is already having a better career than Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that is true. You are you are correct with that. Um, yeah, it, it's just interesting. I mean, I don't know if it's the team that you're on or if it's the personality. Like I said, I feel like Mayfield – all right, everyone. Sorry, having some technical difficulties there with the uh, with the uh, anchor app got kicked out there, but uh, hopefully we won't be kicked out anymore. I think anchor is maybe a Browns fan, and you know they're upset that I was you know talking so much trash on Baker Mayfield. <laughs> uh, they they want us to move on from that. They're like, yeah, come on, move on. We don't want to talk about that anymore. Um, <laughs> well. Uh, uh, well, we will we will move on. So um, with this last Sunday with the games, um, which which game kind of stood out to you the most in week one? Um, honestly, the, the Packers Vikings game, just because it showed how kind of angry Aaron Rodgers is. And how much he still got left in the tank, because he he like threw all over the Vikings defense, and you know I mean they they actually have a decent defense. They've got Harrison Smith in the backfield, and you know he's he's an All Pro safety. You figure he he kind of up Aaron Rodgers because he sees him twice a year, but even he like. He went off. I mean, Devontae Adams had like 16 catches for a buck 80, something like that. Um, yeah, he had six uh, – oh, no, wrong one. Yeah, 14 receptions, 156 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, Aaron Rodgers almost making a um, – uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Like a statement for MVP, maybe. You know, he's like, like you said, he's saying, you know, I still got it, I still got it in the tank. I think two two people that stood out the most to me for MVP contention in after week mm-hmm. one. I know it's hard to say it after one week, but I feel like Aaron Rodgers and then Russell Wilson, like he threw all over Atlanta. Um, he had such a stellar game. Um, let me look at his stats here real quick. Um, if I can find them, here we go. 31 of 35 for 322 yards and four touchdowns. Like that's, you know, damn near perfect. So, I mean, with, with that, I mean, I feel like Russell Wilson, he has, all the weapons around him this year, he's showing, you know, Hey, hi, you know, we're going to be in contention for the division. I mean, I picked them to win the division this year. So, um, you know, it's one of those things where 
uh, I feel like Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers are the top two people out of week one that are kind of MVP candidates right now. Like, do you agree or do you think it's someone else? Um, I agree. The other thing that you got to look at is uh, look at the two guys that, that are the past two MVPs. Mahomes did really well in week one. And as much as I hate to say it, Lamar Jackson actually did well too. I mean, he threw almost 300 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like you said, his receivers kind of bailed him out on some of those plays, though. Like, um, Mark Andrews had this ridiculous one-handed catch in the back of the end zone. If you haven't seen it, look it up on YouTube or, you know, Facebook or whatever. Ridiculous one-handed catch where, I mean, he was wide open. There was no reason why Lamar had to throw it so high. Um but he did, and Mark Andrews just went up and got it. And as soon as I saw that play, in the back of my head, I just heard, like, there's there's Chris saying, hey, there's one of his receivers bailing him out again, you know? So that was, like, the first thing I thought of as soon as I saw that that great catch, you know, that he had made. Yeah, that, that's what I've been saying the whole time. But, you know, I mean, it's still – the stats stats are there even with his receivers bailing him out, you know. That's kind of what makes a good team. The Ravens are definitely scary. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, one of the games that stood out to me um, was the Cardinals versus the 49ers. Um, you definitely called this upset. You got, I'll give you props for that. You got some extra points for, for picking the Cardinals to win the game. Um DeAndre Hopkins, man, what a great addition for that team. He had 14 receptions and 151 yards. Almost had a touchdown. It got called back. They said he was down at the one. But, I mean, 14 receptions is a career high for him. And you think about, you know, as long as he played uh, with Houston and 14 receptions is his highest he's ever ever gotten. That was a career high for him. how, I mean, how how did you feel about about uh, Arizona taking the win over the the Niners? Dude, Arizona's gonna win the division. Like, I have no no question about that one. They're they're just too good. And you know, Kyler Murray, yeah, he's short, but that dude is so fast and he's accurate. He actually has a good arm. He's he's the short, accurate version of Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah yeah that's very true i mean he he had a rushing touchdown in that game that was like redonkulous he it was a pretty long run and um the 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 juke that he made uh on the defender to cut back in and then he just turned on the jets right into the end zone um another thing to point out in that game as well is you know jimmy g didn't show up he had a chance to win the game at the end of the game uh, put a drive together and he wasn't able to deliver again in, in the, the big, you know, situation. Um, you know, I don't know if you had noticed that or not, that he wasn't able to, you know, put together the winning drive there at the end. Yeah. It's cause he's not that good. <laughs> he, he stood behind a rushing back that averaged 250 yards a game last year. Like he, he's just not that good. His, his best option is George Kittle. 
because George Kittle is a monster tight end. And I mean, he had had like three or four receptions for like 30 yards in the first half. And then he heard him still played through it and never got targeted again. All he did was sit back and block. Like he, I mean, he ran out for a couple, couple routes and stuff, but he wasn't targeted again. And you take that away from Garoppolo and he doesn't have anything like, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. A better quarterback than I would ever be in the NFL. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he's just not worth the money that San Francisco is paying. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I've never been a Jimmy G fan. I am a little biased being a Rams fan, obviously. But having my Rams hat off and my, you know, sports harder hat on, um, I've always said that, you know, he's – He's not a, a guy that they can rely on to win the game in a last drive situation. Could have done it in the Super Bowl, Mr. Wide Open guy. Could have done it week one here uh, against the Cardinals. Wasn't able to get it done. Um, one one other game I think I'll point out before uh, we move on. Obviously, everyone was hyping up uh, you know, the Buccaneers with having Tom Brady uh, on their team now, and they were playing against the Saints. Um, Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara kind of come in and say, "Hey, listen, no, this is our this is our division still." Um, Tom Brady having a bunch of miscues with his wide receivers uh, throws two picks. One of the picks was for a pick six. Um, do you think this is signs to come, or something that the the Buccaneers can fix along the way and turn things around? I think it's just growing pains. The new system for Brady, he's used to the same system for 18 years. You know, you put him in a whole new system. Bruce Arians is, he's a great offensive mind, but, you know, you have somebody that's coming in that that doesn't have the same mindset, basically. Well, I think that's the wrong word. The same mindset, but he's just, he's got to learn a whole new system. He's got to learn all new receivers. He's got to speed of these new receivers, you know. So, I mean, there's going to be miscues. There's going to be growing pains. But I think give them a couple weeks and they're going to be demolishing every team that's out there. So, I mean, you get past the growing pains, of course. I mean, it's hard to go against, like, Super Bowl favorite Saints in the very first week, even though they're in the same division. Like, they didn't have the preseason. They didn't have the same uh, – off-season regimen that they normally do because of COVID, but the Saints are are one of the top teams. You know that they're they're Super Bowl favorites as long as they can get past that the Minnesota Viking bump. Um, but <laughs> to to throw a, a basically a new team together with all these superstars and put them against a team like the Saints is the first the first game, like, yeah, that's gonna, it's gonna be a tough, tough matchup. You know, if they had gone against like the Panthers or the Falcons in the first, first game, it might've been a different story. You know, they might've been able to get their, their feet underneath them and, and actually have a decent game. Yeah, true. I mean, I think, you know, Buccaneers fans or uh, as uh, Melanie the Felony's uh, brother is a Tom Brady fan in general. Um, I don't think we need to hit the panic button yet. 
And um, I think, like you said, his growing pains, they just need to get on the same page. He's used to throwing to the same wide receivers that he's always thrown to, like you said, for almost 19 years. And, you know, the same system, the same coaching, everything's all brand new. Um, I, I think if it continues after maybe like week three or week four, then they need to start hitting the panic button. Um, but after one week, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't hit the panic button yet if you're a Buccaneers fan. Um, any, any, any other games that like stood out to you or anything that happened that you want to like point out? I don't want to, uh, uh, you know, cut you short if, if there's like a certain game that you were wanting to talk about. No, there was uh, so I, I have to talk about the Raiders because you know team, but <laughs> uh, defense looked not good. Uh, they they struggled to get to Teddy Bridgewater, um, you know, and and a lot of the experts are saying that's just signs of of being too young. Uh, they their was their first round draft pick, Damon Arnett. They took number 19. He got burned by Robbie Anderson. Back like a 65-yard touchdown. It was terrible. But the the defense looked looked bad, and everybody, all, all the experts are saying that you know that that's just signs of what's going to happen. Uh, the Saints are going to tear them apart. The difference is Teddy Bridgewater's a mobile quarterback, where Drew Brees is not. So I mean that that's that could play into it a little bit, and it was it was actually kind of nice to see like the post game interviews where Jonathan Abram came out. I mean he had fourteen tackles, and I mean it, it's nice seeing an enforcer back there. You know, miss the days of Charles Woodson. Finally, seeing somebody that can take the mantle up a little bit, as long as he holds up, he doesn't get injured like he did in his rookie year, but. You know, see, seeing somebody like that, second-year guy, it's only a second game in the NFL, he comes to the podium and he says, our defense was trash, I need to step it up, the rest of the team needs to step it up, or we're going to lose a lot of games. That, I like that, accountability. Yep, and he actually he took it upon himself. I mean, even though the dude had 14 tackles and like two pass breakups, you know, I mean, he played hard. He played crazy hard. He was in on everything. Like, he was he was key to stopping that fourth down run. The Panthers had, like, a fourth and one. And had they gotten the first down, they would have had, like, two more minutes to run down the field. You know, but Jonathan Abram came up from the strong safety position to stop that run. Like, a one-yard run. Came up, stopped the run. Raiders actually got the ball back and ended up winning the game, um, which is awesome. I was happy that they won. But as hard as he played and as much as he did for the team, he still sat at the podium and said, I need to do better. I love seeing that in players. That's awesome. Yeah, like you said, um, you know, accountability uh, can make and break a team because, I mean, if you're just comfortable with a certain way – of playing and, and winning, then you're never going to push yourself to get to the you know point that you need to be for winning and getting to the playoffs, you know, and winning those big games in the playoffs. Um, so yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. Well, I mean, 
having you know a podcast that's the luxury is we get to talk about our own teams right you know we get to we get to talk about the teams that we support and like um so i mean hey let's let's throw the rams game out there i know it was very controversial um a lot of cowboys fans i know boo boo and uh david kind of you know really upset with me i got some uh, angry text messages but uh um <laughs> The, the defense, you know, came through for the Rams. Um, you know, they called a offensive pass interference on Jalen Ramsey, which potentially could have tied the game uh, with only a little bit of time left, you know, on, on the clock. Um, even, you know, the announcers at the game saying that, you know, Jalen kind of played it up and, uh, you know, made it look worse than what it actually was. Um you know, it was still called, you know, they could have reviewed it and they didn't. So, um, you know, it, it is what it is. I know if I, if it was me on the other side of it, if it was my team and it happened like that, yeah, I would probably be quite upset as well. Um, but you got to, there was a lot of terrible calls that were made, you know, in that game. Um, there was a huge missed uh, hands to the face against Jared Goff when he threw an interception and he only threw that interception because of getting hit in the face. Uh, so, you know, if that call would have, if that penalty would have been called then the interception wouldn't have counted. So a lot of, a lot of things, you know, could have gone either way. Um, one thing I love, and I, I don't know if you saw it or not, but Aaron Donald going in and rushing in and Zeke, you know, Zeke is a big dude. Like he, he's, he's, he's hefty. Yeah, he's and Aaron Donald. Pounds? Huh? He's like 230, 240 pounds, solid muscle. Yeah, solid muscle. And Aaron Donald picks up Zeke and throws him into Dak Prescott as Dak is trying to throw the ball because he can't get to him. Aaron Donald couldn't get to him quick enough. So he's like, well, if I can't get to him, I'll just throw one of your own players into you. And absolutely demolishes Zeke right into Dak Prescott. I don't know if you saw that play or not. Yeah, I I died laughing when I saw that. I was like, that just shows how beastly Aaron Donald really is because he's not high. Like he he's not. He's only like six one six. What, what were you saying? You cut out there. He was six one, six two. Nope. Oh, are you still there? All right. Uh, sorry about that, everyone. Uh, you know, got cut off there again. Hopefully, we can. Uh, hopefully, this will fix things. You know, didn't have a good connection maybe on the last the last two tries, but. Uh, Hopefully this will this will do better now because you 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 have pretty good connection on your end, right? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Okay, <laughs> maybe it was just on my end, just not being like connected to the Wi-Fi. But uh, with what you were saying, you were saying uh, Aaron Donald is like six one six two. Yeah, I think he's only like six one six two. Like he's not a huge guy, but he is a freaking monster. Yeah, like I, I think it proves that he could, you know, win defensive player of the year again, you know, if he wanted to. Um, all I can say is I'm glad he's on my team. <laughs> all I can say is I'm glad I don't play football and have to match up with that guy. 
<laughs> right? Like, let's just, yeah, no, that's, that is, that would not be fun. Um, all right. Well, let's, uh, let's, uh, move on then, I guess, to our picks of the week. Picks of the week. Picks of the week. I really, I just, I need someone to make a jingle or whatever you call it for the podcast. I just want to press a button. And just like hear a deep voice person just, you know, doing picks of the week. Like, you know, <laughs> like just something cool like that. I just think that would be cool. Um, all right. So uh, our records for uh, this past uh, week is I am 12 and 6 and you are 13 and 5. Aha. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> By one, you beat me by one. Okay, I don't care. <laughs> it's, it's week one. Calm, calm down. Calm your panties. We're it's, it's we got a long way to go. Okay, like gosh, already giving me crap over one game. <laughs> you would do the same thing. <laughs> I would. Yeah, you're right. Like <laughs> I would do the exact same thing. Okay, you 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 got me. You know me. <laughs> um, but. We already did our, our Thursday night pick, which was the uh, the Bengals and the Browns, and we uh, we we both got that right. We both said the Browns would take that game. Um, so this coming uh, Sunday, we'll start with the uh, Rams at one and zero, and the Eagles at zero and one. I think everyone was surprised, including me, with the Eagles losing to the Washington Football Team after being up seventeen to zero. Um, one thing I want to mention about the Washington football team real quick, though, is the, the coach Ron Rivera had to have an IV done during halftime because, um, he's battling cancer while coaching the football team. Um, and I, so I think it was great that they were able to get a win for him with everything that he's going through and, um, the, the struggles he had to go through. Uh, with coaching and battling cancer at the same time. So just wanted to point that out. Um, real quick with that but um let's start off with uh the gorilla binder uh rams one and oh and eagles at oh and one who do you got rams they they looked too good malcolm brown really for what two years and he didn't really get a lot of touches but they gave him some touches and i mean he looked he looked Damn near unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, he looked uh, really well. He's actually been backing up Todd ever since the St. Louis Rams days, even before they moved to L.A. So um, he's been on the team for quite a while now. Um, I think he's going to make a name for himself if he keeps uh, playing the way that he played against uh, the Cowboys. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams on this one. I know, big shocker. I'm not always going to pick the Rams, trust me. I mean, I think there are some games that will have problems, um, but I don't think this is one. Uh, Carson Wentz got sacked eight times in the second half by the Redskins defense. Eight times. Now, you put Aaron Donald up against that offensive line, he's going to be causing some problems. Um, I think our, our defense up front will be able to get to Carson Wentz. Um, they unfortunately have a banged up offensive line. They don't have much uh, protection for him. So, yeah, definitely going with the Rams on this one. And 
hopefully we're going to be seeing a bunch of sacks. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, the next game on the docket would be the 0-1 Giants against the 1-0 Bears. You were uh, poo-pooing on uh, good old Trubisky, but he got the job done, got a W for the Bears in week one. Um, who who do you like in this matchup? Uh, the Bears also came back from, what, tw- down 23 to nothing to win 28 or 27 to 23. Um, let me look here. Who do do? Where is that game? They. Why can't I find? There we go. Yeah, twenty-seven to twenty-three was the final. Yeah, and they came back down twenty-three to nothing. Yeah, they came back and. That's that's just insane. <laughs> um. The Giants look like good. Like they did not look like a good team at all. I mean, it was kind of cool seeing Saquon Barkley like hurdle people, but <laughs> that's about it. That was the highlight of that entire team. Like Dan Jones does not look good. Uh, yeah, I have to go with the Bears. Oh, man, after giving uh, Trubisky all, all that crap, then you can go on and uh, pick the Bears. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll, I, I'm going to go with the Bears as well, still jumping on that, that bandwagon. Like you said, the Giants uh, look like hot garbage, and, uh, you know, they are going to struggle this year. Yeah, they got Barkley, but I think that's about it for how much they have going for them. Um so yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with the Bears uh, as well on this one. Um, all right, next matchup is the uh, Owen One Falcons versus the Owen One Cowboys. Um, I'll go first on this one. I I think the it's interesting because you know everyone was thinking you know the Cowboys got screwed out of you know their first week matchup. Um, they had a lot of injuries. They had. Uh, Vendor Esch, their uh, good linebacker, go down with a, uh, I think it was a broken collarbone. And then Jarwin going down with a non-contact injury. They think he might have a, I think, torn ACL or torn Achilles, one of the two. So the Cowboys, you know, dealing with some injuries uh, right now. Um, the Falcons, you know, they didn't really put up too much of a fight against the Seahawks. Um, they weren't looking all that great with uh, how Russell Wilson was throwing all over them. Um, so I'm actually going to go with the Cowboys on this one. I am going to go against you and go with the Falcons. Um, like, yeah, Russell Wilson was, was thrown all over the Falcons, but he's a much better quarterback than Dak Prescott. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that is very true. <laughs> you are right about that. Um, I mean, Gallup is a beast. Amari Cooper is the drop king. Ezekiel Elliott, that guy's always going to be good. But I, I really think the Falcons are going to bounce back. Um, and I think Julio Jones and Todd Gurley both have really big games. Cowboys. All right. Well, hopefully not too big of a game for Gurley because, uh, you know, Melanie the felony has him on uh, her fancy football team. So she would uh, she'd be putting a whooping on you if he has a good game. 
Oh, Kareem Hunt got me 21 points. We're golden. <laughs> there you go. It evens out, right? <laughs> yep. Um, awesome. Uh, well, the next matchup is the 0-1 Lions versus the uh, 1-0 Packers. Um, I'll go first again on this one. Uh, I'm going to use my lock, and I'm going with the Packers. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Packers too, but I'm not going to throw a lock on that one. Oh, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but I like the, the way the Packers played in the first game, you know, like you said, Aaron Rodgers having that new life, you know, uh, showing, uh, that he still got it and the lions looked like, you know, garbage against the bears, um, especially in the second half, uh, allowing that big comeback, like you said, so. Definitely going for a lock with uh, with the Packers. Um, all right. Well, the next matchup is the one and O Jaguars versus the one and O Titans. Uh, who do you like in this one? Uh, I'm gonna go Titans. You're gonna go with the Titans. Yeah, I don't think the Jaguars deserve. What they got. Already fair enough. I, I mean, I don't know. The the Titans struggled a lot more against the Broncos than I thought they would. Um, their kicker missed what like three field goals. Um, he, three field goals, extra points. Oh my gosh! Like that's just that's awful. Like you're not going to keep a job in the NFL like that. Um, I know he kicked the winning field goal at the end, but still, like that that's way too terrible. Um. They could have been a. They could have been way more ahead of the Broncos if you know they could have made those field goals. Um, but I'll I'll go with the Titans as well. I'm just not a big fan of Minshew. Um, like you said, I think they kind of got lucky against the Colts. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the Titans as well on this one. Um, the next matchup is the 0 and 1 Vikings versus the 0 and 1 Colts. Um, who do you like in this one? Um, one's hard. Uh, is Marlon Mack got injured, and that's not good. Like they don't have a really good backup running back for the Colts, but you have T. Y. Hilton. If Philip Rivers can actually play well, you know, I th- I think they'll take it. Yeah, I'm gonna go. With- Sorry, you were cutting out there. I'm gonna go with the Colts. Okay. All right. Awesome. Well, I'm actually going to go against you on this one. I'm going to go with the Vikings. Um, I think, uh, you know, with having uh, Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen, they're, you know, wanting to erase that miserable game against the Packers. They want to redeem themselves and come out and dominate. Um, They still, you know, tried to put up some garbage points there at the end. If they can start playing that way to begin with, I think, they'll run over the Colts. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Vikings and go against you on this one. All right. And then we got the one and O bills versus the O and one dolphins. This one's going to be my lock and it's going to be the, it's going to be what the bills and it's my lock. Okay. That's a, that's a, that's a good lock. I like that one. That's that's actually very smart. <laughs> um, the Bills looks really really good against the Jets. I mean, it is the Jets, yes, but they they looked really good. They dominated them. Um, 
you know, and unfortunately the Dolphins are the Dolphins and they're still kind of a ways from getting where they need to be. So I'm going to go with the Bills as well on this one. Um, the next matchup is the 0-1 49ers versus the 0-1 Jets. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 49ers. I don't like rooting for them, but I, I don't think the Jets are good enough. <laughs> they lost in the off season. Yeah, and you know, Bell, Le'Veon Bell looked terrible, and I think he was playing with an injury too, and I don't think it got uh, any better. So. They're, they're already short on weapons. And poor Sam Darnold, I don't know how I feel about him as the Jets quarterback. I feel like he's in a terrible situation, but I don't know how good of a quarterback he is to begin with, though. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as much as I hate the 49ers being a Rams fan, I got to go with the 49ers um, on this one. I think the Jets will have one of the worst records uh, in the NFL. So. Um, all right, and then we have the 0-1 Broncos versus the 1-0 Steelers. Um, Steelers uh, coming off a win against the Giants. Um, Broncos put up a good fight against the Titans. Like I said, I, I think they put up more of a fight than I thought they would. Um, but I think the Steelers' defense is too good, so I'm going to go with the Steelers. I think not the Steelers' defense. But Big Ben looked good. I mean, he actually ran the ball for like I – mean, he had that like 15-yard run that he took off and slid down. You know, he did get up a little bit after that. But, I mean, he looked good. He was throwing well. He was all over the field. I, I have to go with the Steelers. I think they're going to shred Denver's defense. Okay, awesome. I love it. Um, all right, and then we have the – 0-1 Panthers versus the 0-1 Buccaneers. Uh, Buccaneers. <laughs> That's not even a question. They're they're going to step up and they're going to tear it apart. Like uh, that week one, I think, was a fluke. I think Tom Brady, as, as competitive as he is, he probably pulled the team aside after the game and kind of took that one on his shoulders and said, look, I got to do better. Let's let's handle business, and I think they're going to shut down the, the Panthers pretty well. Panthers don't have a good pass rush at all, like the like the Saints did. Like I mean, they they couldn't even get to Derek Carr with their like Carr had a beat up offensive line. Like Trent Brown out on the third play, and then they had their second string tackle go. So they moved a second string guard into the tackle position and they still couldn't even get to Derek Carr. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point for that. Um, I think the Panthers offense looked really well. I thought it was one of those things where it was whoever had the ball last was going to win when it came to the Raiders game. Um, the Raiders came up with a big stop though on fourth down. The only thing I didn't like on that fourth down play though was you know, you have Christian McCaffrey, like one of the best running backs in the league, and you don't give him the ball on fourth and one. Like, it made no sense to me, but. Hey, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course you did. Yeah. 
um, being a Raiders fan. But, uh, um, yeah, I think I'll go with you on this one, too, and go with the Bucks. Um, I think they'll they'll turn it around and uh, get a get a W under their belt. Um, the next matchup is the one and O Washington football team versus the one and O Cardinals. Um, I got to go with the Cardinals on this one. They looked really good against the 49ers. I mean, yes, the Washington football team was able to pull out a win against uh, the Eagles, but I think it was because the Eagles offensive line was so depleted and Carson Wentz couldn't get out of the pocket to save his life. I think Kyler Murray is more than capable of running out of the pocket and getting some yards if it happens to break down. So I think the Cardinals run away with it. Yeah, same same here. Chase Young isn't going to be able to Kyler Murray. He couldn't catch him in college. He's not going to catch him in the NFL. So, yeah, it's it's going to be the Cardinals are going to tear him apart. <laughs> All right. Um, and then the next matchup I'm sure you will love and have a lot to say about, the 1-0 Chiefs versus the 1-0 Chargers. Uh, no, the Chargers were a fluke. It's going to be – the the Chiefs are going to run away with that game. The Chargers are not that good. Yeah, the the Chargers barely beat the Bengals, and they only beat them because their kicker pulled like a hammy while he was like trying to kick a a chip shot. Um, so I mean, the the Chargers got very lucky that they didn't lose against the Bengals. Um, you know, if that uh, offensive pass interference call goes away or you know doesn't happen then you know they it's a different story so yeah the chiefs are going to run all over the chargers um they're they're going to dominate that game so yeah i'm definitely going with the chiefs um the next game is the one and oh ravens versus the zero and one texans this is going to be my upset i think the Texans going to win it oh my gosh you gave him the kiss of death against the the chiefs you're going to do it again against the ravens that see the thing was i put that in as my lock and i screwed that up because they they just didn't come to, like they came to play but they didn't their defense didn't show up but i, I honestly think their defense is actually going to show up against the ravens mostly because Lamar Jackson isn't going to get as lucky. And, you know, they – I don't know. They struggled against Clyde Ed- Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but he's a lot faster and a lot more elusive than – than uh, Ingram. Yeah, than Ingram. So, I think that that's the one thing that Lamar Jackson might be able to do against him because he's a pretty elusive guy when he gets on the run. Uh, but Ingram is more of a power back. He just likes running through people, and he's not going to be able to run through J.J. Watt so or Whitney Merciless. So I really think that they're going to – I think the Texans are actually going to step up this game, and they're going to upset the, the Ravens and take the win. Oh, all right, fair enough. Uh, terrible. That's a terrible pick. <laughs> I'm going with the Ravens. <laughs> I think the, the Ravens are going to keep dominating. Uh, they are in full stride like they were before with uh, where they left off before, basically. So, yeah, definitely going with uh, the Ravens on this one. Um, 
All right. The uh, next matchup is the one and O Patriots versus the one and O Seahawks for the Sunday night uh, football game. Seahawks. Oh, Seahawks all all the way. All day. Wow. So you don't think yeah. Cam is going to be able to run on them at all, like he did against the Dolphins? No, no. The the Seahawks are way much better. They're way way better than the Dolphins, and I can't work. So, <laughs> but yeah, the Seahawks are. Russell Wilson is is ten times better than Fitzmagic and uh, Tua. Plus, I mean, the, the Seahawks are more more diverse. They have a better team all around, and their defense is way better than the Dolphins. Like, the Dolphins have, what, Byron Jones? That's it? Yeah. Like, Cam Newton is – he's going to get destroyed. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. I gotta, uh, I gotta agree with you. I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. I don't know if they get destroyed. I think it'll be a close game, but I, I'll, I'm gonna go with the Seahawks as well uh, for that. Um, all right, and then the Monday Night Football game is the one and O Saints versus the one and O Raiders. Um, uh, I know with records, this doesn't seem like an upset. But in my opinion, it is. I'm going to go with the Raiders as my upset pick against the Saints. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. I never thought I'd hear those words come out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Big, big shocker, right? But I love how Josh Jacobs, how he was running, he freaking ran all over the Panthers. Um, I feel like that's a better situation for Carr because I feel like Carr just needs to manage the game more so than win it. So I think Josh Jacobs gives him that opportunity to do that. Um, Yes, the the Saints on offense are a powerhouse, um, but uh, I think that, you know, especially going and playing in Las Vegas – you know, maybe we'll give them uh, some motivation to win, you know, their first home game in Las Vegas. So I'm going to give give Vegas Raiders the edge in, in an upset pick. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I, I obviously already used my set, but um, I, I think the Raiders are going to take the game. Uh, the big difference is Derek Carr is a little more mobile than Tom Brady. Uh, Josh Jacobs, you know, he, he's established himself with the Raiders where Leonard Fournette was just kind of coming into the team. Same with LaShawn McCoy. You know, they were kind of just coming into the team. Um, and honestly, the Raiders' offensive line is leaps and bounds above the – the, the Buccaneers offensive line. So, I mean, they, they did really good keeping our clean against the Panthers. I really think that they're going to – I think they're the, – he's still going to get sacked because the Saints are just that good. But I don't think he's going to be as hurried as Tom Brady. So I, I think that's going to give him a little more time in the pocket. He's got, he's got Jacob, so he's got a really – 
play action game because the, he's got to. They got to keep him honest, you know. If he if he's pre- like going to hand off to Jacobs, they're gonna step up, and that that kind of opens up the field a little more. Uh, so I, I think the Raiders are gonna step up and take this game, the Saints, and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a shocker. Nice, awesome. Well, uh, I think most of the picks we were pretty pretty much uh, the same one. There was a couple here and there that were different. Um, of course, we had to pick different locks and different upsets, which will also kind of help, uh, you know, divvy out what's going to happen. So um, I like that. We'll see. I think we'll be pretty close again after week two. I think the the uh, um, the records will be uh, pretty pretty close to each other. Um, well, I guess we have to end it with Thursday night football coming up, um, you know, since we won't do the podcast until Friday. Um, so the next Thursday night football game, uh, will be the Dolphins versus the Jaguars, uh, a very non-star studded game (laughs) when it comes to that. I don't, I don't know how many people are going to be interested in watching that matchup. Um, but who, who do you like with the, the Dolphins and the Jaguars and Thursday night football? I think the Dolphins will take it, and that'll be their their first win. Oh wow! Okay, um, yeah, I think um, mm, it's a tough one. I think I'm going to go with the Jaguars, though. I think they'll they'll be able to to edge it out. So I'll go against you on that one. Fair. I got to catch up somehow. I got to start picking against you. You know. <laughs> You're killing me with picking all the same people I'm picking. Hey, half of these I'm picking first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. That's true. <laughs> Trying to keep it even that way, you know, so you can't say one is, you know, one way or another. Um, well, uh, well, to end uh, NFL real quick, uh, some news that had happened, just in case anyone wanted to know. Um Robert Woods of the LA Rams uh, signs a four-year, $65 million extension. So the Rams have now locked up Robert Woods and Cooper Cub for the next three and four years. Um, well, technically Cooper Cub, I guess, would be four years as well because he still had a year left on his contract. So um, how do you feel about the Rams locking up their two wide receivers? Um, it's a great move for him. It definitely was like Robert Woods has been both of them Woods and Cup have been really consistent, really reliable. You know they they don't get injured a ton, and like I mean Cooper Cup got injured last year. But they they're hard they're hard headed they play good. You know they're yeah I mean it it was a great move on their part. Yeah, well, correction, Cooper Cup got injured two years ago. Last year he was healthy, and so he had his um, first 1,000-yard uh, receiving uh, year. Um, so he had a monster year last year for us, and that's why they wanted to solidify that. And obviously Robert Woods, like you said, has been uh, solid for us uh, ever since he came from the Bills. He was kind of a nobody with the Bills, and then we picked him up and kind of turned him into a stud. So, um uh, you know, uh, I, I always liked that we were able to get a player like that and make him uh, into, you know, what he was meant to be. So, um, well, uh, before we move over to uh, NBA, then, uh, was there anything else that we need to cover in the NFL? Um, 
since I can't say it about Jadavion Clowney, Earl Thomas still isn't signed. <laughs> We've moved on to a new person to bring that up with <laughs> every week now. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, Earl Thomas still still not signed. Um, so there, <laughs> so there you go. Well, let's move into uh, NBA news then. Um, game two of the Heat versus the Celtics uh, finished up uh, last night. Uh, the Heat take it 106 to 101, and the Heat uh, up now in the series two to zero over the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, the Heat have, I think, have only lost one game so far in the playoffs, um, maybe two of that, but I'm pretty sure they've only lost one game. Um, yeah, they lost one to the Bucks. That was it. There you go. And so, I mean. How can you explain this run that they've been on when it when it comes to them playing together as a team? Because there's not a single person that stands out that's like, oh yeah, he's carrying the team or he's you know he's the one that's scoring the points. It's always a team effort, and they always it's always a new person every night that's the leading scorer. So how 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 do you explain everything that's been going on with them? You just explained oh. it. <laughs> Unlike other unlike other teams in the NBA that they have like their superstar that they go to, they play as a team. It's next man up mentality. It's, you know, Hey, I'm having a tough night. Let's do the ball. Cause you're having a hot, you know, that they just, they play as a team. They don't rely on one or two people to handle the entire team. And note like, I, I watched, I think it was like the first first half, you know, and because I ended up, I had to go bowling last night. But I, I watched the first half, and it was funny because Jeanette, my wife, she was watching the game with me a little bit, and she's like, who do you think is going to take it? I said, the Heat are. Like, the Heat are going to win this, this series, and they're going to go to the finals, and it's going to be funny because they're going to be playing LeBron James in the finals. And it's going to be up against his old team that he won championships with, you know. But they're going to come in without the major star power that the other team had. But to note that game, like watching that game, the Celtics in the first half were on fire. Like Kemple Walker was tearing them apart. Marcus Smart was doing great. You know, uh, they they were up by I think it was. Like 17 or 18 when I when I left. Yeah, they were up and by then, 17, yeah. Yeah, and then I happened to, like, walk into the pro shop at the bowling alley, and I look up, and it's fourth quarter, and there's, like, 20 seconds left, and the Heat are leading six. I'm like, what the hell happened? Yeah, exactly. They started stepping up on defense, which the Heat in playing defense has been key to helping them, you know, um, do so well in the playoffs in the third quarter, the heat outscored the Celtics 37 to 17 in the third quarter. Holy crap. Yeah. So that third quarter was just monstrous for the heat. And they basically said, Nope, you're not scoring on us this quarter. Um, so yeah, like, like you said, I like the heat as well. I think they're going to take the series and they're going to go on to the finals. Um, and who they're going to play against will be interesting because, like you said, um, the Western Conference Finals is right now. Uh, the first game will be tonight against the Nuggets and the Lakers. The Clippers, man, 
They're up three to one in the series. Three to one. They need one more game. And the Nuggets, the first team in NBA history to come back from three one down two times. Two times they did it against the Jazz and the Clippers to to win the series. And Jamal Murray is just falling out like when he's put on the the edge when he's like all right you're you guys are about to get eliminated he's just like i'm putting my team on my back and i'm gonna freaking win this series for us i don't want to go home yet and i feel bad because the clippers have never gone to a western conference finals and this is the second time that doc rivers has had a team that was more than capable of doing it and they couldn't they couldn't get it done um, it, I mean, is it more the Clippers just, you know, have they had bad luck? You know, they they choked. You know, is it Doc Rivers? Do they need to change him up? Like, what do the Clippers need to do to get over that hump? I don't think it was the Clippers. I think it was actually just the Nuggets. So, Jokic went. He had a triple double in Game Seven. Their center. And actually asked asked in the get at the end of the game in the post game interview, uh, one of the one of the press ladies she actually asked like, "What is it about your your team? Like you guys' back is against the wall and you come out fighting and you end up winning? Like what is it?" And all Jokic said was, "I don't know. All I know is we don't ever quit. We just keep going." So, I mean, that right there says a lot about that team, like that their their superstar center, Nikola Jokic, like he, even he doesn't give up. Like, he's like, let's keep going. Like, I don't care that we're down three to one. It's one game at a time and we're going to take it one. We're going to fight till the bitter end. You know, I mean, so I don't think it was necessarily the Clippers. I think the Clippers got to three one. And we're like, oh, we're just going to ride this, kind of like the Jazz did. You know, they, they were like, oh, we're, we're already set. We're good. We can give up one game, and we'll just keep fighting. We'll, we'll come back and fight later. You know, we'll relax. And I think they relaxed a little too much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is either. I mean, they, they had the, the best opportunity to be able, and especially from a marketing standpoint, to do the Battle of L.A., you know, which L.A. team is better, the Clippers or the Lakers, and the NBA missed out on that. Um, I think the ratings would have been through the roof for marketing the Battle of L.A. Even just that slogan, the Battle of L.A., you know, could have been so much for the NBA, and they missed out on that. Um, the Clippers, I mean, they – they, I don't feel like they needed any more pieces like this off season. I don't feel like they need to do much to, to help them get back in contention. I don't know if it was because of the bubble, you know, maybe they weren't playing at home. I don't know, but we'll see next year. They're, they're out. They're done. Um, I, I tell you one thing that they made a mistake on. Yeah. In, in game six and seven, Lou Williams had less than 20 minutes. Like, why are they not playing? their most explosive scorer. Like that, that did not make sense. Like what injured, there was no, no injury report on him or anything like that. 
But I honestly feel like he's a better defender and a better scorer than Patrick Beverly. So why are they not starting him over Beverly? Yeah. Like they're not playing him enough. I think I think if they would have given him more minutes, I, they would have had a better chance at closing out the series. Fair enough. I like that. Um, well, the the Nuggets and the Lakers, we, we messaged and talked about this when this matchup first started. You originally told me that you can't bet against the Nuggets because they keep on proving you wrong, but it sounds like you're still going with the Lakers from the last statement that you made. No. I, I want to see I want to see LeBron go into the finals one more time against his old team and want to laugh when Jimmy Butler walks off that trophy. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. But I mean the Nuggets are just do they're fighters. I, I I can't go against them. I'm gonna go the Nuggets for this series. I think it's gonna go to seven. Wow, I'm gonna push it to seven again. Um, I, I can't, I can't accept the Nuggets as a team that's of destiny. I don't feel like it's their destiny to to do this. I feel like they've just been getting lucky with teams just relaxing too much. Um, I think LeBron is gonna, you know, have his team ready for situations like that because he's a veteran and he knows how to handle situations like that. So. Um, you know, and Anthony Davis and the Lakers were built to win now. You know, no one knows if Anthony Davis was going to be a Laker next year. A lot of people are saying, you know, based upon his agent that he doesn't want to be a Laker and he's going to move on. So this is the year for LeBron to win another title if he wants it. So a lot of pressure on that. I think the Lakers are going to take it. Um, I feel like it'll be like a 4-2 matchup uh, when it comes down to it. All right, fair enough. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the Lakers uh, on in this series. And then, uh, of course, once it gets to the, to the finals, uh, you know, we can talk more about the two teams and, and how we feel that's going to go. Um, Who did we pick for the Eastern? Did I pick the Celtics like a dumbass? <laughs> uh, I can't remember. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you, you picked the Heat, but I'm not sure. I know I definitely picked the Heat. <laughs> I can't remember if I picked the Celtics because that would be a of just like the Nuggets against the Lakers. But <laughs> well, you might have to go back and listen to the to the episode and see who who you picked, <laughs> see see what what happened. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So now, uh, talking about uh, NHL, the Stanley Cup is set. We are ready to crown a Stanley Cup champion. It will either be the Dallas Stars or the Tampa Bay Lightning, um, the the Lightning finishing off the series against the Islanders um, with uh, with that win, the, the Stars finishing the series against um, Vegas. You know, we, we haven't been doing too good, uh, you know, betting against Dallas. Every single time we pick against Dallas, they, they win. So are you going to do it again? Are you going to pick it against Dallas so that way they'll win? Are you going to give them the kiss of death? Hey, this is only – the Vegas one was the only time that I rooted against them. <laughs> I, I I called the last two series when I said that they were going to win it. Okay. Well, I, I haven't picked them once yet. I've always <laughs> said that they were going to lose. 
are you going to give them the kiss of death? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am, because I'm picking the Lightning to win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> and I'm picking Dallas. Oh, and he's going with Dallas. All right. Well, maybe I'll give him the kiss I of death Tampa. again. Well, I, I think Tampa is, like, they're explosive, and I think Dallas is going to really struggle with them. But I thought the same thing with, with Vegas. And they they actually held their own against Vegas. Like, I mean, they, they shut them down pretty well. They, it kind of surprised me. I watched a couple of the games, and I was I was really surprised at how well Dallas played against Vegas. And I think they're going to do the same against Tampa. Like, their defense is underrated. Yeah, and uh, hockey, you know, you know, everyone says for all sports that, you know, defense wins championships. But I think hockey is definitely one for that as well that people don't realize that, you know, once you get a lead, you know, even if it's a 1-0 lead, one goal lead, like you can end the game that way. Like you can play defense great the rest of the time and win the game 1-0. to zero. You know, it's not like other sports where you have a bunch of chances to be able to score later. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna go like I said I'm gonna go with the lightning. Hopefully it's not the kiss of death, and I jinx the lightning. But you know I, I'm I'm gonna go with them, and hopefully I'm I'm right in that aspect. <laughs> I have to ask you, how much does that hurt your heart to root for the lightning? It hurts my heart a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. <laughs> um, the Lightning, you know, trying to make a statement because they were the number one rated seed last season. They had the top the top um, record in the NHL, and they lost in the very first round last year. They go from losing in the very first round to now going to the Stanley Cup Finals. So that would be crazy if they could turn that around and end up winning the Stanley Cup after after losing. Yeah, that's just how crazy hockey is, like. It, it's you could be the number one seed and you could you could lose in the first round or not even make the playoffs and then the next year you're in the Stanley Cup Finals just because you made a couple moves you know oh yeah it, yeah it's crazy to see that oh yeah exactly um, it's definitely a parody they haven't had a, a team probably since the Penguins I would assume that have won you know back to back Stanley Cups it's been a while for for that to happen. Um, there, there is a lot of parody. The thing that I like that I've actually started liking about hockey is like, I, I've never really been, it, but you know, this year I've kind of started watching a little more and kind of starting to understand the game a little more. And the thing that I like about it, not like, it's not like football and basketball where you have a group of like huge stars you know, at, that are doing like huge things. Like there, there's no, there's no, uh, what is it? Big three or anything like that on hockey. Like yeah. teams are actually pretty even across the board. Yeah. Like any, any team could step up any night and just dominate. Like there, there's no major like superstar grouping, basically what I'm trying to say, which is, I love seeing that. Like it may, it, to me, having the superstar grouping like the NBA does with the big threes all over the place, that takes away the competitiveness of the other team. Yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that for, for sure. I, I love, I love that, that outlook, uh, that, that you have for that. Um, well, is there any, I don't think there's anything else that we had to talk about with, uh, NHL. Um, so I think we can wrap things up and wrap the podcast up with, uh, just some college football news and what's been going on with that. And then we'll, we'll end uh, the episode. Um, so the Big Ten, who originally was not uh, going to be playing this year, has now convinced the players. Um, I heard the president, uh, Donald Trump, got involved as well and some other major people to now have Big Ten play their fall sports. So now the Big Ten starting, I'm not sure their exact start date. I think it's sometime in October the Big Ten will start playing their football games. Um, do you think the Pac-12 will follow suit and play their games now that the Big Ten is involved? Um, they're discussing it. I, I don't know. So that makes it, I don't know. Like, I, I think they will, honestly. I think the way that things are going, I, I think that they will. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know how the like the the CFP rankings are going to be. Like, how are they going to be able to rank like Big Ten teams or Pac-12 teams against teams that have already played a couple weeks? You know, like okay, you have you have the SEC that's that's already played a couple weeks, and you have Bama that's undefeated. You know, and then you have Washington or Oregon or Utah or Stanford. And they end up going undefeated. They're really going to be able to rank up with the the college football playoffs because they they missed a couple of weeks of playing. Like how how is that going to rank out? Like that that's my big question with it. Yeah, I think most of it is going to be based on the school name. To be honest, you know, like Ohio State. Like if they win their games, I feel like they will probably make the college football playoffs because you know they they're ohio state they're a big name and they you know if they win all their games they'll probably most likely get in you know when it comes to that um yeah what were you saying i just said yeah i agree yeah so i mean it depends if teams like oregon or usc or something like that you know can uh, if they start finally playing their games, you know, if they, they can get get into the college football playoff, they might be able to, to start doing that. Um, but I think it's because of the school name, to be honest. Um, I, I think some of these teams, um, you know, they, they're too small of a school to get recognized and to be able to get into the college playoffs. Now, when the, Pac, when the Big Ten and the Pac-12 weren't, involved i think they had the the smaller teams had a great chance of getting in but now with the big 10 coming in and then potentially the pac-12 if they change their minds as well i don't think that any of these small teams are going to have a chance to get in anymore yeah probably not probably going to take that away all righty well um that uh that about wraps things up then uh with everything um i had one thing that i wanted to talk about that was really funny yeah so uh it was like 
three or four days ago, uh, the Yankees played a game against the Blue Jays and scored 20 runs. The final score was 20 to six. The, the headline on that on that game was the Yankees outscore both the NFL Giants and Jets. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I I saw that headline and I about died laughing. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's that's amazing. <laughs> like that's that's awesome. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Oh, and I totally forgot. And I was looking at the um, Sports Harder podcast page just to see if we had any comments or anything like that. Um, I forgot to mention for hockey that um, the Capitals uh, hired a new head coach, uh, Peter Lavalotti. I don't know if I pronounced that right or not. Um, Well, I, I don't know much about him, to be honest. So it'll be interesting to see what type of coach he'll be for the Capitals. Yeah, they'll they'll be first round knockouts next year. Shush, 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 shush. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet, you. Quiet, co-host. <laughs> Remember your place. <laughs> um. Yeah, my place is a Penguins fan. <laughs> that that is very true. Yeah, you are right. <laughs> I just, I just still imagine, you know, uh, doing like, uh, you know, having like fire coming out of my mouth and holding like this big giant sword, you know, as I'm saying it, like, you know, just like, remember your place, co-host, like, you know, just fire coming out of my (laughs) mouth and, you know, my eyes all like red and stuff. (laughs) Just being like possessed. (laughs) um but all right well cool well uh well we appreciate everyone uh listening um and participating uh we've gotten uh double digits in our listens so that's really good you know i like when i see double digits um you can catch us on uh our facebook page at sports harder podcast um you can catch us on instagram at sports underscore harder underscore podcast uh you can catch us on twitter at sports harder p capital s capital p um also, you can listen to us on Anchor, listen to us on um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any, anywhere that distributes uh, podcasts, you can download it and listen or stream it. Um, so go tell your friends, your family, you know, your dogs, your dog's friends, you know, whoever uh, just, you know, we want to get the listens out there. We want to get as uh, much uh publicity as we can so definitely uh share the love and let people know uh we we made some posts on facebook about commenting on what you would like us to talk about we didn't get any comments people so we can't really you know talk about what you want to talk about if we don't get those comments uh in those posts so you gotta let us know what you want to talk about and we will give you a shout out and talk about the topic you know it doesn't have to be sports related if you want it to be sports related that's fine but we'll talk about anything we're open and uh willing so uh you know let us know we'll keep making posts about it but definitely uh let us know how you guys feel um anything you want to wrap up with there chris no I think you said it all, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Good, good. Well, uh, until uh, next Friday, we will catch you guys on the flip side. Peace. Later.